Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house. Episode 17, back in the dungeon, whatever the hell that means. We are here to talk sports tonight. We got a big show coming for you later this week. We're going to break down the NBA. We're going to talk playoff scenarios. We're going to talk all the things that are happening in the league. I can't That's wait. That's for another night. That's for another night. Tonight, we've got a lot of sports to get to. But as always, before we get started, Debo, what are you drinking? I am drinking from the Beer of the Month Club, Ford, Ham, and Dominion Brewing Company from Dover, Delaware. It's a gypsy lager. A little light tonight, but, you know, it's also Sunday. I'm off my furlough, going back to work tomorrow, so I'm going to keep you gotta it nice. you got to be professional, man. you got to be professional. There we go. <laughs> and I went to Northampton Brewery yesterday. Greyhound IPA. Color looks good. I'm not going to lie. The color looks right. Delicious. It does look good. Hmm. All right, let's dive right in. The NFL and Roger Goodell released a statement earlier this weekend um, condemning uh, police violence and stressing how important Black Lives Matter. And basically apologizing for their anger over peaceful protests not too long ago. Yeah. Um, Early thoughts on that, D. What do you think? What did you take? What would you take from his from from Goodell's response? Okay, I have a couple thoughts on it. First one is there's a name missing from that whole statement. Uh, Say his not, name. Say his, his name, name, bro. Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I can just like when Colin Kaepernick kneeled for these peaceful protests because of exactly what's going on. He says that. I think this is even bigger. I my second thought is. And I hate to be this guy, but I think you're probably going to be on the same side as me. This is a money pull. No, I think it's, they, listen, they think they can get the money out of this. Let me let me let me say, and I and I posted something on Facebook because when I when I listened to this video, a couple of things. You're right. It's all about the money with with Goodell. He doesn't want to lose any fan support because they're going to need fans more than ever. This year, they're going to need them to show up well, he just to whatever lost. the stadiums are. He just lost all the racists because I've seen it all over the place. I can't believe mm -hmm. they're going to – if anyone it kneels, I'm gone. They're going to they're gonna lose – they're probably going to – Those pull. fans aren't going anyway. Here's, but here's my thing. Goodell says this, and that's great, on behalf of the NFL. But who is Goodell's boss? Those owners of those teams, and those are, for the most part, as we've talked about, all white billionaires. And yep. those were the guys, the Jerry Joneses of the world, that were loud, loud, loud about how disrespectful it was that these players were kneeling. They were the ones in the background, I'm sure, fueling Roger Goodell to say the things he did, fueling these, this pushback on this very, very peaceful protest. Let's be clear about something. What Kaepernick was doing, what, four years ago, 2016, four years yep. ago, was exactly what everybody in this country is crying out for people to do right now, peacefully protest. You see rioters, you see looters, people say that's wrong, you need a peaceful protest. That's what Colin Kaepernick was doing four years ago. And what did this country do? Say that he was wrong. Say yep. that he was disrespecting the flag. Say that he was, he was not just being an athlete, that athletes need to stick to the game, which is 
bullshit. And then, you, you yeah, I mean, we had that. We had this conversation in the last, you know, the the non sports Black Lives Matter podcast. Yep. Like everything that a celebrity, uh, a, an athlete did, that's not the way they're supposed to do it. Because we're here to watch sports, not right. hear you you know what see you have a, a shirt that says i can't breathe you're supposed to accept the award say thank you for giving me this award not tell us your political thoughts so and what, right and what i want i want owners to come out and say they support goodell's statement i want owners to come out and say they were wrong about colin kaepernick i want owners to come out and say when these players kneel this fall that they will keep their mouths shut because you know what bruh the kneeling is coming yeah it's going to happen, and it's going to continue to happen because Roger Goodell has now put put himself in the middle of it. He's always been one to kind of stay on the side of the owners, but now he's in the middle of it. And and on some level, good for him for doing that. Like yeah. I, I in some way can appreciate when people change, when people make uh, the right decision. Now again, you know I, I don't believe that Goodell is doing this for the right re reasons. I think he's doing it for financial reasons. I think he's doing it because he he doesn't want to wedge. Um, a, a bigger space in between him and, and the athletes that make his sport go. Yep. Um, but it's going to be a weird time come September when, when you've got, you know, maybe even 75% of the players on, 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 on the, on the field kneeling, uh, these owners better be ready for it and they better keep their mouth shut. Cause if they start talking back, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you could see players sitting out and just, if you're not going to support us, why should we play for you? I mean, and I, I get it that, you know, they'll have their guaranteed money, but it's, it's beyond this, but beyond that at this point. Right. Right. Uh, speaking of uh, football players taking a knee, Drew Brees didn't think people should take a knee. Shouldn't disrespect the country. Shouldn't dis disrespect the flag. Went back on, on the air and doubled down. Said that he wanted to stand firm by it. And then, only then, after he cut all that flat and people were crushing him, did he yeah. come to his senses and say that they should be okay to kneel and apologize to those people that he disrespected and then send Mr. Trump a strongly worded Instagram note. Thoughts on Drew Brees? Okay. So obviously, not obviously, my thought at first was, wow, what an idiot. Like he, he put it like – he had to expect it to come. Like you're, you're on, you're on the uh, an interview, and you know that question's coming. It's one of the biggest topics in, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. even sports, in just in in everything the world. I mean, you have what what it was it was all fifty states were protesting plus eighteen different countries. Like this is right. worldwide news. Right. This is right. insane. You gotta know it's coming. Even, like. He can say, you know, my grandfather and father, whoever it was, was in the army. I will, I'm, will not kneel, but I will find another way to support them because I want to pay respects to my, my family. I think that would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But to say that they're disrespecting the whole country and the flag is just too much. They're there to, they're, they're making, what his family did is they fought for these players' rights to do what they want to do, to kneel and say, we're getting killed in the streets. We are being racially profiled while driving. Right. It, it, that's why people go into the army, to make sure we're free, to be able to follow the Constitution, the First Amendment, Second and, Amendment. And it goes back to what we were talking about. Colin Kaepernick did not kneel 
His purpose of kneeling wasn't to disrespect the flag. It wasn't to disrespect this country. It was to peacefully protest something that is his right to do. Now, there were a bunch of people in this country that saw it as disrespect and people that told me to my face that it was disrespect. And again, every time somebody told me that, I just said, you're not paying attention. You're not listening, right? Drew Brees is an idiot, okay? I want to compare him to my three-year-old son tonight. He hit me, okay? (laughs) Okay. I told him to apologize. He said, no. Then my wife said, hey, kid, just apologize. He said, no. I said, all right, well, we going to bed. Time for bed. Let's go upstairs. When we got to the top of the stairs, you know what he did? Apologize? He apologized. Right, yeah. bro. You know what I told him? Too late, kid. Drew Brees just stuck his foot in his mouth. And the worst part about it is, this is a guy that shared the locker room with African Americans. He plays in in new orleans like this is this is just to me somebody who either wasn't paying attention or is about as tone deaf as as can be and to come out and apologize that's great again i'm trying to stay positive in these moments and and focus on the idea that like people can change and people can grow and people can learn and if he learned in those 48 hours was it 48 hours it was like whatever Whatever it may be, if he learned in that time that, that yeah. he should be more conscious of the Black Lives Matter movement, of systemic racism, of what these folks were doing when they kneeled, that's great. My guess is Drew Brees got his feelings hurt and finally realized, oh, shoot, I'm going to show up to this locker room and everybody's going to want to punch me in my mouth. Well, I mean, yes, that's that was part of it. And... He probably saw the backlash. Like, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, Alvin Kamara was put like side eyes after that news came out. And Michael Thomas said, said something on Twitter and then tweeted out that Aaron, the thing that Aaron Rodgers posted, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, very in support of kneeling and black lives matter. And, you know, which then put, you know, Packers Twitter and thing like, Oh, maybe we'll trade for Michael Thomas. Okay. Slow the fuck down. But then, like, the next day, you get tweets back from Kamara and Thomas that say, spoke with Drew, we had a conversation, he understands now. So if that didn't, if they didn't have those conversations and they didn't, if they didn't think it was smoothed over with how mad they were, you know, maybe, maybe, you can, maybe he did have a change of heart to understand a little bit more because he got the personal side. Yeah, and that's the point. I think that's the point. Like, I still think his feelings were hurt, and I oh. think he probably had to have a whole bunch of really tough conversations with, with folks Oh, you, he had to have. With folks in the locker room, and I'm sure those weren't really a whole lot of Drew Brees talking. Yeah. Right? And so, again, I'm glad that he has come around. Um, I think the goal of this, this, this uprising, of the peaceful protests, of all of this that's been taking place over the last week is for exactly that, for people to come around. I've had some really good conversations with folks over the last week where – at the end of the conversation, they've been like, maybe I've been thinking about this all wrong. I've also had some conversations where people have been like, maybe you should leave the country. So like, again, like, but the reality is we need to keep talking about these issues because they are huge issues in our country. And as I said to to my cousin this weekend, or one of the things I wanted to say to him is like, he's got a young kid. His his kid's going to grow up 
in a country that's more than 50% people of color. Educate yourself. You got to educate yourself because if not, you're going to go through life thinking that it's one way when the reality is it's a completely different way. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of uh, uh, Packers, they uh, did you see the video that they sent out? Like the player, no. the coach, Aaron Rodgers, but they, so they put it out. It was, you know, just standing up for against race, racism. And um, then the CEO, Mark Murphy, because obviously the Packers aren't um, owned. They don't have an owner. They, they're owned by the town. Or the, right. And um, I'll tell you, Packer Twitter is not happy about that video. It like it has not, it has made me think about you know fandom with the Packers. That's how bad it is. Like it's like there are a powerful thing. Like isn't that crazy? Like how people really are like, how can you do that? Like why would you put that out? You're football players, and it's just like, bruh, come on! It, I want to continue watching the Packers. Stop blowing this for me. I, that's the one thing that's really stressful about sports is that you can be a huge fan of the team and something like this happens and there are people that come out of the woodwork and are like, Oh, I'm, uh, that's wrong. You guys need to stick to sports as if these, these folks that play this sport and get, you know, whatever, like don't have anything to say, don't have a mouth, don't have a feeling, don't have an idea. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. And, it, and again, it shows you in those moments, these people that are so self-consumed, and worry only about themselves and, and how everything impacts them. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tredavious White got in, like someone said something to him on Twitter that was just yeah. not appropriate. And he was just like, I got you. And like all the other Bills fans are like, no, he is like an outlier. Don't leave B Buffalo because of this one guy. And it's, it's, it's I mean, players are going to get that and it's not right. Well, and they probably, here's the thing, D, they, get, they probably get it. I know they get it when they have a bad game. Right. When they let up a big touchdown, when they miss a tackle, or they fumble the ball, like these these folks have to deal with it in that moment. Yep. Then you add on the fact that there's this uprising in this this moment in time where folks are actually paying attention to systematic racism and what it yep. means to people of color. It's I those folks that are insecure and racist and ignorant must be on so much edge these days. Because everything is not about them. It's about everyone else. And they just must hate it. Oh, it's terrible. All right. On the lighter side of news. And really, this doesn't have a whole lot to do with the NFL. But it has to do with sports. So let's talk about it. Texas has announced, the state of Texas, um, that they will allow stadiums to be at 50% capacity. For professional sports. For professional sports. Do you think... Because obviously the eye, eye is toward, I guess, baseball and football. football, but really just football because we don't know where baseball is going to play yet. No, but you, so, okay. So, well, that, I think that's why I clarified the professional. You're talking about Texas is a big college football state. So high school football, bro. Oh, high school. There you go. High school football. You're right. Okay. It's a big football state, right? Like, I'm surprised they did it with football, but I guess they don't. Um, I'm sorry, with professional. I guess they just don't know if students are even going to be on campus or yeah, yeah if football is even going to be played my guess is that football will be played yes, in Texas because they, they probably care have yeah too much about it um my question to you on this is that's what they're saying on June 7th yeah is that the case week one of the NFL I don't know 50 percent so you're talking about I mean Let's just go with Jerry's world, right? You're talking about 
Seven, every eight. other seat. I yeah. mean, if, if, we're, if we're kind of keeping track, every other seat, you right? Can't, you can't even do every other seat because that's only, what, that much? Three feet in between? So you're talking about every two seats or whatever that is. So that's not even 50% capacity. Yeah. You're going to be sitting – I mean, you're going to be looking at, I mean, that's still going to put 30 to 35,000 people in one stadium. And how do you traffic bathrooms? How do you traffic food lines? How do you traffic halftime? And again, I'm Listen. going to say this. I would love this to happen. That's I, what want, I, was just I want this, this world to move into the, the new normal, and I'm happy calling it that. Um, I just don't, I don't know how that happens. And again, I think maybe it's a situation where Texas just wants to get out ahead of it and say, like, look, we're, you know, we're, we're moving forward and, and it sounds good. I just, you're right. I think we end up looking at a situation where you're at 25 to 30% capacity. And, yeah, and no, I think I was going to say the same thing. Just because the state says that doesn't mean that the league is going to go with that because right. they got to protect the players. I mean, you're adding, you know, there's 53 man roster in football times two so you're at 106 so you're talking about and you know, all the health and the coaches mm -hmm. and the trainers you're talking about 200 people that could get sick that could ruin a team's um ability to go to the super bowl or the playoffs if you add in all these people that are coughing and you know right i, I didn't see anything about masks i didn't you know i didn't so i yeah. i don't know like i i guess them saying that is good it's giving everyone a um you know, it's giving everyone a good feeling to be like, okay, things are going to come Yeah, here. We're going to, we're, we're going to get some, some kind of sport. I mean, we're, they're not going to see, we'll talk about basketball, NBA, where you're not going to get the Rockets, but you know, you get, you get the Astros, you got the Rangers. So maybe there's possibility. I hope, and, I listen, hope and, and listen, and listen, folks are still going to tune in on TV. Yep. Folks are still going to watch these sports. Like the minute these sports come back, folks are going to pay attention. So I'm not, I, again, I, it's just one of those things where it's like a feel-good moment. Maybe it's a, a bit opportune, you know, getting ahead of themselves. But you know what? I think I asked you that question because I just don't believe that they'll be at fifty percent capacity. I don't um, think either. But if 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 come week one of the NFL, Jerry's world is at fifty percent capacity, that means we're in a really good place. I'll be pumped. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's another way to look at it. If we can get fifty percent capacity at these stadiums, because we actually feel, you know, I'm hoping that. The, the state will keep continuing to listen to, you know, health professionals or, you know, I'm not going to say anything negative about people that may not be following, you know, CDC or right. who because of them being in the state of Texas, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, you know, I guess we'll just see when it, when the time comes, I hope right. that, I hope we see it. Cause it, you know, it, having fans there will be awesome. No, absolutely. Speaking of the Rangers and the Astros, um, might we not see any Major League Baseball? I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago that we were touting the, the, the return of Major League Baseball. Yeah. And now yeah, half the things I read signal the fact that these folks might not be able to get together. Um, MLB proposed uh, a deal. MLBPA shot it down. MLBPA came back. MLB shot it down. And they said they're not. What's up? Yeah, they said they're not even gonna come back at them with another. Yeah. With another. Listen. I don't really know what to say here. I've been saying for for weeks. I've been saying maybe even for months to pay these players. 
Um, I think one of the things that I've thought about a lot in the last, you know, couple of days thinking about the MLB is that they always find themselves in these messes. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and I don't know, this is maybe me speaking out of turn, but you've got all these small market teams in major league baseball and you've got, you know, it's not like in the NFL where it just seems like every owner is a, a billionaire. They've got more money than they can count on. And they're all out there with a salary cap spending the same amount of money. Major League Baseball, you've got teams spending $40 million, you got teams spending $200 million, right? And you just wonder if, because of the way that it's set up, MLB in these moments just doesn't know how to act. Because you've got teams that don't have a lot of capital beyond kind of the money that they – and, and if there are no fans in these stadiums, if there's going to be no fans uh, showing up for these games, these teams aren't going to make a lot of money. And I just, you know, it's starting to look like there might not be a major league baseball season, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I, and it's sad. The, the, the Braves. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the Braves just signed Ozuna and then there's a DH. He doesn't have to play in the outfield. We can still keep a good outfield together and have him DH. Man, the Braves were going to have a shot this year. Get your shit together, MLB and players. <laughs> I want the Braves to, you know, get out of the first round of the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is like one of those you figure that they could just get to the t- I mean, every other sport, even the NHL came together and figured something out. Like even 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 the league that sucks all the time and has the worst commissioner in the world, Gary Bettman, like they're, they're opening the facilities tomorrow. Like major league baseball runs into this problem every time the MLBPA and major league baseball owners bump heads yep. because the ML, the owners are always asking for too much and the players because of these guaranteed salaries and because of the way it's structured, like they're just like, no, pay us our money. And I've said it from the beginning. Pay them their money. Stop trying to take more money away from them just because y'all didn't save enough money last year. Right. Right. Like the, and, and again, these are teams. A lot of these teams have these crazy regional market deals for, for cable TV. They are making tons of money. And as soon as these games get back on TV, they're going to be making that money. Right. But they're just, you know, this is just, this is bad. Yeah. It's bad. This is really bad. Yep. I agree. Good news. yeah, I, I, I think we should absolutely talk about that. Good news. Good news. David Price has not played for the Dodgers, has not put on the uniform yet, maybe in spring training. Maybe he threw it on once or twice. Yeah, probably. Um, but he has uh, said that he would give $1,000 to each Dodgers minor leaguer in the month of June or till they play? In the month of June. For the month of June. I mean – he didn't even have to do that. I mean, that's crazy. A thousand dollars. So, triple A team, double A team, single A team. You're talking about that's forty man rosters on each one. Sure. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I'm not even trying to do the math. No, but forty man rosters in is in the major leagues. So you're talking about um, 120 players. Time a thousand. We're talking about like small A. You know, high high A. Who knows? But let's just say we'll, we'll do the, the three, triple, double, and single. Right. About $120,000 of his money to, to you know, everyone's going to be like, well, you'll see his contract. He's a player. Right. He's not the owner. He's not the one that should be paying them. He's right. saying, you know what? These guys deserve it. Yep. They're getting screwed yep. because, you know, COVID-19 has taken over and they're not going to, they're, they're probably not going to have a season 
And if they do, it's going to be even shorter than Major League. Right. Yeah. Great, great gesture by David Price. Again, hasn't, hasn't played a game for the Dodgers. Um, got scrutinized to death in, in, in Boston. Yeah. Never could get it right once he signed that huge contract. But good guy. Maybe a little bit misunderstood at times, but this is this is one of those things where you just kind of tip your cap to him, and 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 you and you know that things like this are happening in other places, and you and you know that that folks are are, are taking care of their own, but to, to kind of see this and to know that a player is willing to do that is just incredible. Especially like you said, he hadn't he he hasn't even played a full season. He hasn't even played one game with the Dodgers, and he's right. out there doing it. Right. All right. I mentioned it earlier. NHL open facilities tomorrow. Headed right to the playoffs. Let's go. Has there been a date announced yet for the playoffs? I, I don't know. I, I'll be honest, I don't know. I, no, no, I, I don't think there is. I don't think they've named their hubs yet. No. But so it's going to figure out where they're going to play. Right. Now, I, I, I mean, I know Massachusetts said that facilities can be open, and I think it's the same thing, as long as your state has said it's, it's possible. Yeah. So like, is this really news? Like – at first I read it and I was like, oh, cool. But what does that mean? Are the Bruins going to start showing up tomorrow? Probably not. Well, right. No, but again, I think, I think one of the things that's been, again, when you start a podcast in a pandemic, a sports podcast in a pandemic, the things you get excited about are the fact that sports are going to come back. Agreed. Sports are coming back. Yes. And, and they're getting, I mean, soccer's here. Uh, MMA, if that's your jam, is happening. Like yep. sports are, you know, we're on the, the cusp of, you know, turning on your TV and being able to watch live sports. And as we've talked about plenty of times, NHL, uh, NBA going right into playoffs with MLB potentially coming back and NFL on the horizon, like we're just in a really good place. And so yeah. the fact that they're, they're opening their, their um, facilities tomorrow means that we're, we're back to folks getting on the ice, we're back to yep. teams practicing. We're back to preparation for gameplay. And the Stanley Cup playoffs are not that far away. Oh, it's going to be awesome to see. <laughs> also, the PGA Speaking Tour coming is back. back. Yeah. PGA Tour is, I mean, it's basically back. Yeah. You know, we Maybe got to watch Peyton and Brady and Tiger, Phil golf a little bit a while ago. But they're going to be back. It's happening this weekend, Thursday, right? Thursday, they've uh, round one Thursday. Yep, right. We've got the Charles Schwab, no fans, but I'm gonna be honest, I don't need fans to watch golf. No, I don't think you do. I mean, it's cool. You like, like, let's be honest, when Tiger's rolling up uh, and he grips it and rips it and puts it right down the middle, and you hear right, you know, the hole or something right. ridiculous, you're, you're you're hyped. I mean, yeah. for golf, you're hyped, you know, give me but, like. Same thing with Phil Mickelson. He makes one of his trick shots that, you know, he's behind three trees and somehow gets it low and, you know, gets it low through there and gets into the fairway, chips on and makes the par where he should not have. It's, it's, it's great to hear these crowds, but I think you're right. They can go out there. They can play golf. We can watch them. We're going to, you know, I'm going to watch probably, I won't watch all four days, for right. eight hours a day. I will watch a couple hours here and there and just be like, awesome. Just, Right, and, and the thing is, will, will we miss a little bit of the, you know, Sunday final group, everybody following them, that kind of fandom? Yes, we'll miss a little bit of that. We're going to get to that in a moment. But, like, sports are back. We got golf coming back. And all I keep thinking about is betting on sports. <laughs> now, I don't do a whole lot, 
but I might do a whole lot just because I'm going to be so excited. Like, I just think about like firing up the the sports betting apps and just being able to like see stuff in real time. It's going to be great. Now, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, the only thing I was going to say, I mean, two things is just about golf. I was out in the backyard today, chipping a little bit. Yeah. Put a bucket and was just trying to put it in the bucket. Was not successful, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? We need to, I mean, side note, we need to be golfing right now. Like, the fact that we don't golf is really bad because that's something we can actually do right now. No, I agree. I agree. Second thing is gone for me, so we're not even going to worry about it. All right. Well, listen, so we've got the Charles Schwab this Thursday, July 16th, uh, is the Memorial Tournament in Ohio, and the Ohio governor has said fans are allowed. And so give, give me the rundown of, of how this is going to work. So it looks like they're going to allow up to 8,000 people. Okay. Decent crowd. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, 8,000 folks every day, or is yeah. it 2,000 a day? No, it is um, 8,000 a day. Um, they will have temperature readings will be conducted at all entrances. Um, Media attendance will also be severely limited. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a start. And, you know, you're working at that, like you said, that Sunday push that hopefully that's it's close and people are going crazy. Enjoy yeah, and, I, and a couple of things that I read is obviously they're going to do a, a bunch of sanitation. or um, But also, like, they've talked about maybe doing one-way traffic to keep people from kind of doubling back and walking past each other. Listen, again we've talked about COVID-19 at length over the course of these couple of months. Yep. And one of the things we've kept saying is like, we can't wait for sports to come back. It's not going to look at the beginning exactly like it's, it's looked in the past, but in a month, we're going to be watching a golf tournament with 8,000 folks spread across the course. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, what's that? That's, it's not a, it's not even a, maybe 600 per 600, 650 people per hole. Mm-hmm. which, you know, is fine. That Think about those 8,000 people. They're going to have bird's eye view of everything. Like it's gonna, just going to so be, again, it's, it's going like, to feel like what we're used to. And again, if, if, if in a month we're watching golf and there's fans there, then I'm going to be a happy man. Yeah. Have you ever been to a, uh, a professional golf tournament? No. No, so, never been. Yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, we, I went to the one, uh, the GHO in uh, in Hartford. I don't yep. even think it's called that anymore. And then I have actually been to the Women's U.S. Open at the Orchards here in South Hadley. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's if if you don't get in the right spot, it's it's tough to see a lot of good things. I mean, you yeah. might see them tee off, but you can't see the ball. So I think these eight thousand people that are going to buy tickets. That's going to be a premium ticket. It's probably going to be a little bit expensive, and it's probably going to be you know. You're more elite, but you know, <laughs> I'm probably not going to be able to afford that. Well, but you know what? Again, we, we are we are at a place where a, a state is talking about letting fans onto a golf course to watch a yep. golf tournament. I'm here for it. Yep. Let me feed, let, feed that into me. Uh, finally, well, tonight. Can I? Kind of a, a sour note. I, I wonder if we're going to go at the same place, but you go ahead. No, no, by all means, go, you go, you do it. No, I like you said sour note, and I was just about to bring up because I heard elite. I said the word elite, and Jake Fromm, he uh, got caught with some 
some texts or some tweets that only white elites should own guns. What are your thoughts on your, you know, your was going to be starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills? Okay. Yeah, he's backup he's, quarterback. Yeah, he he had a chance to be the starting quarterback, but now because of these. Listen, I have thought a lot about this stuff over the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks, as all of this stuff has been happening. Uh, if you were to charge me with what I was doing when I was a teenager, it was awful. Yeah, I yeah. was not, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have the worldly view that I have today. I wasn't yeah. understanding of uh, the, the racial dynamics that are going on in this country. And all of that is to say that Jake Fromm should have never said that stuff. It was wrong for him to say it. Um, and I'm happy that he came out and apologized because that shit was stupid. Yeah. But he was a teenager and he was an idiot. And no, but I don't want to say that, but, but like he was a teenager who did a stupid thing and he has apologized for it. Yeah. And now he's got to own it. He does. And, you know, I, I think depending, and I think we, we talked about with Drew Brees, I think how you react and what you do from here on out to show that that was stupid to say, and maybe, you know, maybe he goes to a, a protest and, you know, really stands and listens to these people instead, you know, listen to the people that are out there um, protesting and listen to what they have to say and really learn from it. And, you know, and, that would show a positive. Like, scrub, your, scrub your social media. Like, I assume he still doesn't feel the same way. If he does, he's going to find himself in more trouble. But like, I assume he feels differently. And so like, at some point you've got in this social media world, you got to go back and be like, that was really wrong. I got to delete that. Well, he didn't, he didn't tweet or anything like that. He like, he messaged, he was messaging or texting with someone and someone threw it out there. Oh. Yeah. It was not like he, he was like, yeah, whatever. So yeah, it was not, it was not like it was meant to be private, which whatever, it still shouldn't be said. Be, it was be better, be Jake, mom. Just be better. Be better. Absolutely. Just so don't be an idiot. It, from state from, you know. Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> All right, finally tonight, the LA Galaxy agreed to mutually part ways with Alexi Katai, Katai, I'm not sure how to say his name, um, after it was revealed that his wife had tweeted out both racist and violent uh, comments. Um, thoughts on this, D? I was talking to Kate a little bit about it today and I, I just, cause I was like, the, you know, they, they released this guy from the, the galaxy. And she's like, why his wife tweeted some racist shit. And she's like, that's, that's hard. Right. Because like, he didn't say it, but if you're with someone, you probably are sharing the same views. Like if Kate was racist, I'm probably not, you know, I would probably be a little bit more, on that or i wouldn't be some i wouldn't be you uh, she he's obviously not telling her not to do this like he's <laughs> a professional athlete like shouldn't he be like all right i understand you have these feelings toward these people shut the fuck up i'm well, a professional athlete i that's kind of where i'm at like i think probably the frustration stems for from like she posted some stuff and it didn't disappear 
and he didn't come out and apologize, right? right? Again, apologizing is not going to take away the act that was done. This right. is something that I feel like is important in, the, in these moments is like, apologizing doesn't delete what happened. However, if you immediately, immediately recognize the mistake and you apologize for it and you, you commit to learning and being better, then I think people are more willing to kind of take you at your word. If you let an act like that go unchecked and you only apologize after the fact that you've been like put out there, right. that's when people are like, I don't have time for you. Sorry, Lexi, like it really sucks that you got, you, you got, you know, released or they, you know, again, I focus on the fact that they said mutually parted ways. I assume that they probably paid him some money and said, listen, um, we're just not going to keep up this relationship with you because this is not what we're about. Um, and he probably was like, yeah, sure. This sucks, but I'm going to just go somewhere else. Right. He could probably go. He'll go uh, play soccer somewhere else in some yeah. other country and that'll be fine. But again, like, yeah. And, and just, you know, I just check your spouse's social media to make sure that they're not saying things that you don't agree with because again, free speech is free speech, but like that stuff sticks. Yeah. And it's crazy to think if you're not, and you'd be with someone who is. Right. Yeah, man. All right. We're back on sports. Any parting shots tonight? I got none. Just like, Hey, hurry up. Let's get the sports back on. I'm ready to watch something. Yeah. And if you can get out to a protest, peacefully protest, black lives matter, do the right thing, be better, educate yourself, read a book, and make sure that if you see somebody or, or hear somebody saying something that's inappropriate, that you check them because that's the best thing you can do. No doubt. All right, y'all. Later. Peace.